welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Hi, I'm Jay. And I'm Sammy. And we are Fox and Wolf Holistics. And you're listening to the Full Circle Podcast. Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Welcome, My name welcome. is Phil, that's Julie, and that's Glenn. Hello, I'm Glenn. I'm Julie, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Jay and Sammy from Fox and Wolf Holistics there. For the introduction. Good evening, both of you. <laughs> Good uh, evening. Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Phil. How have you been uh, since our last adventures? Which was... How the devil are you? Which Creswell was... Creswell That's right, yeah, yeah. Yes, and the Witch Cave and Mother Grundy. Yeah. Was that a couple of weeks ago now? It was. Mm. Yeah. It was lovely. So what have you been up to since then? Who are you, talk- who are you talking um, We'll go to? with you, Phil. Oh, um, oh. I'll tell you what, because this episode really is about... Catching up with us because a lot's mm. happened, hasn't it, since we had our last catch up? So we just uh, thought we'd share what Bit we've been update. up to, and uh, yeah. So this episode is about uh, our journey with you. Mm. Really, a lot of changes, really. There is um, for you, Phil, isn't there? I, I mean, think. yeah, yeah. I mean, work's still busy. Work's work, isn't it, for all of us? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of changes on my spiritual side with what I do. And that's kind of, I feel like my spiritual work has taken a turn into supporting people through grief and loss and and working at the end of life, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Challenging work as well, isn't it? Because it's very sensitive, isn't it? Mm. And and the techniques. Yeah. So, um, I mean, very... Uh, busy um i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to be busy with it mm-hmm. um setting up we've got a new um um it's called the warsome district uh grief and bereavement friends support group so we've got a support group starting in in july mm-hmm. uh which hopefully you can still come to julie i can yes as someone that it's people can talk to so part of what so what what i plan to do with that is yeah have people come every other every other month that can maybe talk to people that are there so 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 the people that come have other people that are there to chat to them and things like that so mm. i've asked julie as a as a holistic therapist yeah, to come you. along mm-hmm. and talk about holistic therapy and how and how holistic therapy can um support grief and yeah, and definitely. and going through that that process of grief and depression and, and loss, really. Yeah, it'd be really good that well because it's a, it's very, very difficult, isn't it, when people say, I know how you feel. It's it's not as simple as that, is it? No. People uh, deal with grief in lots of different ways. Mm. It's finding those modalities to help people through, isn't it? Yes, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. So you've been very busy. It takes a lot of uh, energy, I must say, doing that, I'm sure, you know, with the sensitivity involved. Uh, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that uh, on another episode, aren't we? Yes, yeah, yeah definitely. So what yeah. else have you been up to? Oh, uh, what have I been up to? 
you know what? We've been pretty much at the weekends, um, just being at home. Um, we've been, we've taken the, the the kids to the seaside and things like that for mm. a couple of weekends. Nice, but um, for, to the to the uh, the because we've got a caravan at the coast, mm-hmm. so we've been making use of that. But apart from that, we've been doing stuff at home because John's John's starting to get a bit fitter now with okay. his with his hip and he's mm, he's yeah. out and about and he's is coming out for walks and stuff like that at the minute now. Um, so we've been doing some gardening at home for for like mm. a couple of weeks, just trying because obviously we bought the house. Is, is it a year ago? Nearly, yeah. Wow, yeah. So July, it was the end of July that we that we got yeah. the keys. Um, and we've been saying this year we're going to get the garden done because it was mm. it was a, a big job. So we've uh, I've been a manly man with a chainsaw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let and, loose on um, the garden. Yes, yeah. So I've uh, cut some. Is it a big garden that you've got? It is. It's a corner plot as yeah. well. So, so a lot to do. One, just one of the one of the lawns. The other week it took me about an hour and a half to mow. Right. Uh, well, not just to mow, but to, to mow do it, to tidy up, to weed and mm. things like yeah. that. But and that's just one of the lawns on the front. Wow. And it goes right round the house. So. It's a big. It's a big job. We've we we rebuilt um, a wall as well. Did so you put some more fencing in as well? Or we've, was it? We've not been able to do that yet. We, oh, okay. That's another job. Mm. That's another job. I bet but it's we've... very rewarding, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, when you've seen everything that you've done, and it you is. Go, and you know, yeah, we've yeah. That off the list. When you go out, the, when you go out after a day in the garden, then you go back out to admire what you've done with mm. a with a, a all tea the hard or work, a coffee or. <laughs> A glass of wine. Collapsed in a heap outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Without swearing. (laughs) Yeah, gardening's really hard work, actually, though, isn't it? It is. It's really quite intense, and you've got to keep at it, haven't you? So Mm. uh, a lot of people, uh, when they do yoga with me, they say, oh, it feels so much better because I've been doing gardening all day. And it's surprising, you know, how long it takes to keep and maintain a garden, isn't it? Let alone, you know, with the weeds and everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so um, still decorating, still getting the house sorted, getting it out. Logan to be decorated. Logan's bedroom because he wanted that doing for his birthday. Uh-huh. Chloe wants <laughs> hers doing for her birthday. So that's the next. That's the next project as well. Uh-huh. Well, is there a theme to these bedrooms? Are, are they at that age? Uh, where they have a theme. Logan just wanted it a bit more adult. Okay, oh, well, right. he wanted a grey, right? And he wanted a new desk and a new bed. Um, so he just wanted it a bit more because he's mm. he's gone up to big school now. He's twelve. Uh-huh. Wow, is he? Yeah, yeah. shot up, hasn't he? So he wants. Uh, I think he just wants more of a a teenager's room now, rather of than the, the high bed sleeper and stuff. But mm. yeah, so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So what have you been up to? Well, I'm doing a lot more yoga these days. I'm still mm-hmm. doing my healing and been quite busy with that the last sort of uh, four or five weeks. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, it's hay fever season coming for me, so I have to be careful. If I sneeze, it's not a cold, so I do apologise. And, um, yeah, I've started some uh, new classes and different leisure centres, so I'm really enjoying that. Doing a lot more walking and getting outside while I can before the grass gets cut, speaking of which, because that's what I'm allergic to. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping this year it won't be as bad because uh, everyone says, oh, you'll grow out of it. 
You so, was in a bit of a state <laughs> last year, if I remember right. Your eyes were streaming and everything, weren't they? I was really struggling. So uh, I've been taking the herbal uh, tinctures and everything a lot earlier this year to try and avoid it. So today I had a bit of a moment where I thought, mm, it's trying again. And I've just taken one of my other herbal remedies as have well. You, uh, have you had nettles yet? I've tried all that. I've tried local honey. Uh, it doesn't really do anything for me, to be fair. So... Um, that's interesting with the yoga classes, the new venues, the new classes. Are you finding within those classes, there's obviously different clientele? Are you noticing mm. uh, different ratios with the age groups that are coming to your classes nowadays? Yeah, the classes are quite busy. So sort of 20, 30 odd people in the class wow. and they're all abilities, uh, men and women, younger yeah. and older and less abled um, people as well. Um, a guy came in on a crutch um, today. I was there this morning and uh, he managed to do it. And uh, I've taken over from another yoga teacher that used to do quite a fast yeah. flow. And I've slowed it right down for them. And they have given me the feedback and said they quite like that. So that's nice. Oh, that's good. So would you say mm. that you're merging the spiritual, the healing vibrations in with the yoga, with slowing it down to that rate? A little bit, yeah, because you have to be careful in a gym not to add too much in there with the meditation and relaxation because yeah. they want to move, they want to stretch. But I think I'm yeah. naturally relaxing them. So at the end of the session, they do want to have that five minutes where they can contemplate what they've been doing and be aware of the breathing. So uh, it was quite an active session today. I did a lot of salute to the sun, so uh, they were oh, ready for a rest. Fantastic. Salute to the sun. I mm. like that. What's, what pose is that, Julie? That's 12 different flows. So for people... Right, okay. I tend to look around the class and you can usually tell who's bored, who's high energy, who's less interested in the posture work or holding it. So I tend to do a bit of everything to suit everybody. Um, I start off slow and steady and then I go a little bit quicker and then I do some strong standing poses and there's normally a group on the left-hand side that normally talk in between, you know, they're sort of in their own world. I must have worn them out today because they were very quiet. <laughs> you know, at the end, the girl said, that was brilliant what you did there. <laughs> she said, they've been asking for that for weeks. <laughs> in a nice way. Um, you, you know, when you get people in your class where they don't actually take any notice of the fact you're the teacher, so you just have to bring a little bit of discipline into the class mm. there without yeah. obviously saying anything. They're not at school. You know, you've got to be yeah. careful. You've got different people there. You can't really say anything. But uh, I sort of did it by using the posture work. I was about to ask. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that the classes are like a class of 30. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never heard you shout. I've heard you sing and you're, you're yeah. very loud at doing that. So to manage that class of 30, how are you going about doing that? Do you have a PA system or is it just your lungs? Just my lungs, basically, wow. yeah. I'm used to projecting my voice. Okay. Um, when I had bigger classes in Staffordshire, I used to have 60 in a class. I did have a headset wow. for that because yeah. it was a very echoey room. But this room is a really nice room. And I think I've only been there three weeks as well. So I'm just finding my feet in with the clientele. You know, they've been used to a different teacher that did everything yeah. really quickly. So it's sort of me trying to live up to her standard in a way. And I just yeah. basically thought today I'm just going to do my own thing and, and that's it. I changed mm. my attitude this morning and that was it. It was a lot better, I think, rather than coming in and, and thinking, what shall I do? Shall I do that? Shall I do that? You know, at the end of the day, I read the energy quite well 
Mm. Um, so I prefer to stick with that. Bit of a, a task master, I would say. I do like to get it spot on, you know, and get everybody to experience it, whatever they're capable of doing. Because not everybody will do a full pose as well. So I give different uh, variations for people. And are you finding yeah. that there's more interest in your healing work, you know, aside the yoga because of the yoga classes? I think it opens people's minds more to the energy because, like I say, at the end of the class, the ladies came up to me and they'd already worked out what was going on without me saying anything. So I just sort of smiled and just said, to be fair, the ladies in question did come to me at the end and said they really enjoyed it. And they've got used to now slowing it down because ultimately that's better for them. So I didn't actually have to do anything vocally. It was all in the energy work. Mm, nice. And I, I really yeah. like that because then you, you're not vocalising it and you're not allowed really to sort of ask people even now how they are. You can't actually really? say, have you got a bad back, shoulders, if oh, there's anybody it's, pregnant. It's quite personal, isn't it? I Aren't you allowed to ask that? Right. Not anymore. Now I was instructed when I started uh, the position that you can go and see people afterwards or ask them to come to you, but you're not really allowed to say anything in case you may upset somebody. So how do you know whether you're... It's a tricky one, so I know it? when I used to go to yoga, mm-hmm. um, Sarah that I used to go to yoga with, she would she would always say, has anybody got any, any, any back problems, knee problems or anything like that? So she was aware... And so she didn't put any anybody under too much strain in the in the physical mm. body. Well, of course, that's what I used to say. But now I go in and just say, is everybody fit and healthy? If there's anybody that's got any issues that I need to know about, can you please come and see right. me? Right, okay. Yeah. So they have that opportunity to come and, and see me, but they tend to leave it till the end. So you've basically had to change how you ask. Yes. Yeah. 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 I suppose yeah. as well, it's to your credit in reading the room, reading the energy of the room and how people are interacting with various uh, poses yeah. that you can kind of come to that sort of um, conclusion, whether it's working or not. Yeah, because I do try and crack a bit of a joke, but everyone's very serious and, you know, they, they don't seem to want to engage with the, with the jokes. So I, I thought, well, I shan't joke today. I'll just do a really serious class. But in the end, they started to laugh. So maybe it was... Um, you know, they sort of read the energies and thought, actually, it was better when she was trying to crack a, a joke. So mm. uh, we'll see. I they're, think They're probably holding the wind in, you know what it's like <laughs> when you do yoga. You're just you're conscious of it, aren't you? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Or they might be just concentrating, you know, but when you're sort of staring at people and they all look very serious, you've got no way of knowing how they're feeling. So yeah. it's just sort of going on their body language and the energies. And at the end of the class, you can feel the shift with the energy. So, um, you can, can't you? I mean, yeah. I know that when I used to do yoga, Julie, after the session, mm. that and, and Sarah used to do uh, just a small guided meditation, mm. boy, was I ready for that after, after the yoga session because I knew my, my energies had, had shifted massively. Yeah. And I just needed to go into that meditation. And I think was, they do now lovely. as well. They, they look forward to that five minutes at the end, really, where they mm. can relax. And uh, but I can feel the shift as well now. It's definitely changed today. The third, this is my third time I've I've been, and I think they have realised now that there is a difference to different styles. And I'm not saying any style is right or wrong. It's just to get more out of the posture. Where I believe in the classical way, the hatha yoga, rather than you know going too fast. You've got to be careful that you don't pull any muscles or anything like that as well. Is this the group that go um, wild swimming after in the lake? 
No, that's the Clumber Park group. Right, okay. Um, they're quite quite advanced now, um, but they only do it for exercise. They don't really engage in the spiritual side at all. Um, I think it's... I used to think that every, anyone that came to yoga was looking for that deeper meaning, but some people just see it as a form of exercise, mm, yeah. as something they have to do, that they have to stretch out. But once they really get into it, if they hold it long enough or allow themselves to relax, they realise there's a bit more to it. And I think that's the breakthrough that I had today. Uh, we did the fast flow, we did the standing poses, and then we held them for a long time. And the girls who like to go very fast did say, I feel stronger doing it slower. Like I say, they actually said that today, which was a real mm. breakthrough for me. Now, yeah. the Clumber Park sessions that Phil mentioned there, um, to my understanding, these are done outdoors, aren't they? That's right, rain or shine. I was going about, about to say, well, mm. how does that work when it's slinging it down in rain? I mean, for any, anybody that's listening, we're in the Midlands, the East Midlands, and yeah. we're faced with rain on most days. So how does that work for the group? Well, the space is quite sheltered, even though it's outside. Okay. So if it's light rain and it sort of goes off, then we're okay. We carry on. We have to just be careful of the mats and wipe the mats down so that we don't slip. But if it's really, really heavy, then there is a space to go inside for a small amount of people. But I would say we've probably only done it four times indoors last year and twice this year so far. It's been outside, even in the cold. We've been wrapped wow. up warm and doing the yoga. I bet that's quite a sight, seeing people in the parker jackets and the, the duffel coats doing yoga, isn't it? Definitely. We're all bulked <laughs> up sort of thing, yeah. But they love it. They actually ask for it to be outside because I'm quite neshed before. I, I don't like yeah. being cold, um, so I, I turn up we, with three we, or four layers. We know, don't we, Glenn? You know we're that, doing, don't yes. you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not I'm very good in the really cold there. My, my fingers go numb, my feet... And I think they can't seriously want to do it outside. We did it outside with the snow one time, yeah. Whoa. And I was <laughs> like, are you level. serious? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we want to do it outside. That's hardcore Siberian yoga. It Lots is. to rebudget. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I've got my Zoom classes, which they, people do in the comfort of their own home. So they can be nice and warm. They can be in their garden. They can be in their bedroom or their living room. Yeah. So that's also carried on since the lockdowns. I've been doing that uh, three times a week. I bet that's nice years. as well because there's some people that do feel a bit embarrassed about, you know, kind of bearing all, so to speak, mm. um, doing these different exercises and movements. So it, it takes, it must take that, that embarrassment factor out of it for them. But they're getting that benefit from your teaching there. Definitely. I have to stipulate that the video is on so I can see them, though, for health and safety. Yes. Because yeah. although they might want to be private, it's, you know, I don't want to have any issues with teaching remotely. No, of course. Yeah. Um, so they do have to have that video on. But uh, yeah, because yeah, you have it. a duty of care, don't you, to make sure that people mm. that are, that are, well, it, people that are carrying out your classes you've got you mm. have a duty of care don't you a, a legal obligation even. you do indeed because obviously we've not really done i know things have moved on to line uh, more with everything these days but for me i'd never taught a class online you know i wasn't used to talking to myself looking at a screen with lots of little um faces there and and people talking you know through the computer to you so it took a little bit of time but then I was going to finish it and I thought, well, we're back face to face now. But we said, no, we like it. Can we keep it going? And of course, you can reach anybody in the world 
with the Zoom. Yeah, so although, like, like you do, don't you, Glenn? I do, yeah. You do your classes yeah. on Zoom. So I just never thought I would be doing anything like that. But I quite enjoy it now. Really? Got into the routine. You've been singing as well. You've been doing some gigs, haven't you? I have. So I'd had a quiet period of about four months of no shows. I think yeah. it was generally quiet, the show business industry. And then I had three in the space of a week uh, all oh. over the last bank holiday. So that was really good. Um, enjoyed getting out there again and singing because, mm. you know, I thought, am I going to remember the words? You know, I've not done a show for four months, but uh, yeah, so what, I was fine. What music are you doing now? Because I know that you do various styles. Um, so what's your... Yeah, so I'm doing a bit of everything, a bit from the 60s, 70s. I still do my Carpenter's show because although I was trying to move um, slightly away from that because I've been doing it for a long time, people still ask yeah. me for the Carpenter's songs. I do a little bit of the uh, 1950s, a bit of the Andrews Sisters and Vera Lynn. Brilliant. A um, bit of ABBA, Shania Twain. I hope you're going to start and uh, uh, include some... Uh, Tina Turner now, Julie. I know, mm, yes. That was her. very sad yeah. to hear about Tina Turner. Yeah. yeah. I tried singing Simply the Best. It, it didn't sound right for my voice, but it, I it's do love quite that a range that she had, wasn't it? You know, a distinctive voice that she had. There was, mm. what's the, there's a, there's a Tina Turner song, and I think you know, it might it might be good for you. Okay. Private Dancer. Oh, I love that one. <sighs> You're my private not dancer. <laughs> not for, pub, not da, for public da, da, hearing, Glenn. It is a good song. Well, the songs are good. You know, you don't have to mm. do any of the uh, the actions. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Mine was, um, uh, what's mm. the other song that she did? It was absolutely, um, is it Proud Mary? I think she did a version oh, of that. Yeah. That was amazing. She got a lot of energy, mm, hadn't she? Very powerful definitely. voice as well. I was often asked to sing... Uh, Tina Turner songs, but with my voice being quite smooth, it, it didn't quite have that edge. Um, have so. you heard the song On Silent Wings? No. no. By Tina Turner. Lovely. Is it? Love it. Okay. Mm. Is it a slow one? Yes. Silent Wings. I'll have to be checking that one out then. On, on Silent Wings. I won't play it here because we might be in trouble, eh? Uh, yes. Okay. Copyright infringement and right. all that. I'll have a little <laughs> look at that. So, yes, I've been quite busy. Uh, the healing, I'm doing quite a lot of healing at the moment. Um, yeah, I'd say the last sort of five, six weeks have been really good for me. Fantastic. I'm really happy. So there's never a dull moment in your camp, so to speak. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. No. Good to hear. Yeah, what about yourself, Glenn? Um, me, yeah, I've been very busy, actually. A uh, lot happening. Um, pretty light. Similar to both of yourselves there, um, I, I juggle that many balls in the air at the same time. Sometimes um, it's hard to uh, keep them all up in the air, so to speak. So, I mean, I've been out with a band gigging, which is yeah. like yourself there, Julie. Mm. It's nice to be out and about. Yeah. And, of course, the music that we do now, we've changed our style. So it's more of a folk acoustic um, with a rock, classic rock undertone. So... We have a fiddle player in the band, which is, mm. has dramatically changed the dynamics within the group. And mm -hmm. he's made the music more folky, more accessible to people that maybe I, not have got it before. Mm. I always think the fiddle, yeah. uh, the fiddle just adds another fabulous layer. Mm. It is a wonderful it? dimension. It's very sort of heady, if you know what I mean. It takes you on another level, like a journey almost. 
um yeah it's uh so i've been enjoying doing that and playing a few small festivals and yeah you've been um, quite busy haven't you yeah. in march you had a gig every week didn't you i think yeah well we're playing this weekend oh. and the following weekend so work's picking up i think now the sun's got his hat on i think that's made a big difference people are, sure. are wanting that sort of uh celebration of it with music so uh, yeah we're happy to accommodate but um I've been busy with other levels as well. Obviously, we've all been recording uh, external um, episodes of the podcast on location. Mm. So I've, I've had that production work to do. And then there's obviously... We've got the album as well that we've done. Yes, yeah. Which um, we'll save for another are you, podcast. Are you allowed to talk about that at all yet? Or I'm sure we not? can give a bit of a taster, can't we? Yeah, of course. So the album we've been working on, uh, Julie and myself uh, are in a group, a studio group called Universal Alchemy. Yeah. And there's um, myself, Julie, there's Angie and this cat that's involved. Um, and what we like to do is every, this is our third release, isn't it, mm, Julie? It is. And we like to make every album different in musical genre, in terms of sentiment, lyrically as well, and the feeling. And so this new album that we've finished producing is very much a dance album. So it's yeah. m more modern than the previous two, and it has an energy to it and the lyric content as well has sort of subliminal messages within there for those people that are open to uh, to unpicking that mm -hmm. um so yeah it production took quite a while didn't it julie it took it did, about yeah. a year and a half but uh, when you say it like that it sounds a long time but behind the scenes we've got like three albums on the go all at the same time so yeah in various stages so it, it was quite a, a mean feat to get that out there but we're very proud that we've uh, we've completed that yeah um we're getting it up there on the website as um mp3s downloads uh, yeah we've got cds as well yeah we've yeah. got the the hard copy on cd we we got those last weekend and we was all yeah. proud as punch to uh, to dance around the room <laughs> with them in our hands there and yeah it's I don't know about you, Julie, but it, it feels there's a funny feeling about actually listening to the work that you've done. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> as a punter, as a listener, rather than thinking, oh, that sounds a bit loud. Oh, that needs turning down. You know, yeah. just enjoying it for what it is. and Enjoying the music, yeah. And to actually the hold energy. it in your hands, you know, tangibly looking at the artwork. And it mm. takes me back to being a teenager where you'd buy an LP and you'd, You'd put it on the turntable, you'd hear that crackle, you'd get that excitement, and then the music would start. And you're reading the sleeve notes, you're smelling the ink from the actual pressing there as well. Uh, it reminds me of that experience. So to, to have our work in a physical form, um, I get really excited, probably a little bit too much. <laughs> if I'm honest. Yes. Well, I like it because <laughs> online is very convenient and easy, but I like to be yeah. able to see you know, what I've what I've got there, you know, what I've bought. And uh, it's a collection at the end of the day, and I don't feel it's a collection if it's online. It's sort of just out there. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just a different metaphor. Yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, we're very proud, aren't we, of it, all of us. Definitely. Um, we yes. hope people do, are going do to I, um, Do I sense a uh, an interview session coming on or like like we did at the Shack last time? 
an, in, uh, an, an evening, oh, yeah. an evening, an evening with. with Universal Alchemy. Yeah, we could be, do. It'd be nice uh, to do that. Yeah, we need to find a venue of some description, or it could be mm. in the studio. You know. Yeah. But yeah, we'd all love love to do it. Obviously, we're going to have Angie and Kat in for an episode to talk about the album. Yes. Yeah. But I think when you when you guys were there for the in an evening an evening with Universal Alchemy. Yeah. That was just that was quite good, on another it? on another level, wasn't it? We with the interviews, it was. It was like we had questions um, and answers, didn't we? As well, yeah, we had the audience participation, which was brilliant when they came up to the front with the questions. Yeah, it was, and uh, they got uh, the the chance to listen to the songs in full length in between each interview, didn't they? If I remember right, yeah, and um, yeah, we got some wonderful feedback at the end of the evening for that. So. We yeah, really I think we ought to it. do that, definitely. I mean, obviously, uh, Kat and Angie weren't available for an interview this week because um, they're, they're obviously doing a lot of different things as yes, well, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, which they can talk about when they, they come on, you know, and explain what they've been getting up to. Um, there's a lot of changes for all of us, I think, we've, um, we have. There is, God, and, and you know, looking back, even, even let's say, what month are we in now? Six? May. We're still in May. Yeah. So, like twelve months ago, I don't think we really had any inkling of what we'd be doing now. Not at all. Not really, did we? No. I know some things were like, like, yeah. the, like the album was in was in the, was pipeline, in the pipeline and being yeah. worked on. Hmm. Um, but I think changes have happened that none of us saw coming. Yeah, different directions. Uh, I think sometimes things need to change, don't they? And you don't know. It, what that is or when it's Isn't it funny that we felt change coming, though? Yeah. And things were taken away Definitely. to well, make room, and and now those changes have come into fruition for us. Well, Absolutely. There's, there's something that I've embraced and um, kind of kicking and screaming, if you like, um, and that is um, I've channeled through a book, and who would have thought it, a dyslexic, uh, creating a book... Well, it's not me, it's Spirit have created it through me as a vessel. But um, I've done the uh, the admin and the editing and things like that. But um, so if I know it was in, um, so we, shall we say, it was being birthed over a year ago, but mm-hmm. it was taking such a long time to do and um, to, to get it into its, uh, its end completion. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I'd be talking to you now with it all complete, uh, along with the audio book and the um, the downloads and everything. So, uh, yeah. I think everything's happened at once, hasn't it, as it well? Has, or everything yeah. at the same time um, is sort of, like you say, a fruition period, you know. So yeah. it's, it's a good time, isn't it, for us all to celebrate what we've achieved and what we're doing and where mm. we're going. Yeah, definitely. Mm. What's what's can you, can you Can you tell us a bit more about the book, Len? That's like... Can you tell us about the content or, or read can, or yeah, could you, you read us a little bit or would you like ooh. me to read you a little bit? I can give you a rough glossary and then I'll, I'll pass um, a copy over to you and I'll let you... Uh... Thank you. So, yeah, basically the book was, um, it took over a year and it was channeled. Um, every week I would sit in a channeled session and I would record that channeling. And Spirit brought through, the, they even named each chapter. Mm-hmm. Everything in that book is purely from Spirit. They named the chapter, they brought through the content, 
And all I did was simply allow myself to be that vessel. I set up the recording equipment and I documented uh, each session. And each session became um, edited. I say edited because I'm talking about in channeling, sometimes there are gaps in between each sentence. Yeah. So obviously with it being an audio book as well, you don't need that in there. So that silence was edited out. And then that was um, transcribed into text, obviously. And then that was then put into um, a book format as well. So, um, yeah, basically the book is called Awakening the Light. Yeah. And it's about evolving acceptance of who we truly are, our authentic self, clearing all of the, shall we say, subconscious programming from our belief systems and allowing us to focus on the truth of who we are, and also taking that responsibility for that, whilst creating our own heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. And within the information within the book, it gives us various sort of tips on how we can adopt that new attitude, how we can be more high vibrational, and, uh, and live in our authenticity. Um, so it's a book about sort of evolving, changing your vibrations, uh, being comfortable with that, and also showing that level of respect and love for yourself, plus the the lessons that you've learned from your past mm-hmm. to get you in where your you present moment where you are now. And it's it's all about taking that responsibility for the choices that you make as well and where those choices have led you. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it goes quite deep, I would say, in mm-hmm. its content. But um, uh, it, it felt like a privilege to to allow that information through. And uh, again, all the credit is down to spirit. They brought every part of that book through. And even um, the artwork and, and the lettering, when um, I was instructed by spirit what to use, how to do it, what coloration, what text to use, everything. Even the production of the audio, it was like, no, make that louder, make that quieter, take that. So there was very much instrumental in every part of that process. Mm. So I just feel so blessed to have been chosen by them to to birth this into our reality. Right. And Phil's actually got a copy of the book there in front of me. I've got a copy in my hand now. And do you know what? I've just been having a quick flick through. Been having a flick through. Um, (coughs) And there's some lovely stuff in here. Do you want me to read a bit? Oh, yes, please. please oh, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to use it as uh, as a channeled message. Oh, and I'm going yes. to, I'm, just going, I'm not going to, how, gonna... how do you intend people to read the book, Glenn? Okay, well, uh, my guides and the, the communicators that brought it through have said various ways. Obviously, it's going to be available in all formats, an audio book, um, you know, an online ebook and a physical copy. But they actually said in the channeling that um, you just have to hold the copy. If you have a physical copy, you don't necessarily have to read it. And they said that the vibrations within the words, within the content, within the book, the frequency within that will actually have an impact on your energetic body, whether you're reading it or not. And they've also said that the tones and frequencies in the audiobook will have a similar effect as well. And actually, I said that when I picked it up earlier, I said it feels mm. really light. Yeah. Um, not as in weight, but as in 
I don't know. Energetically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I am flicking, just just flicking on the pages. Are you going to open a page? I'm going to open a page and see what random message we get. Oh, brilliant! Uh, He's got one. Okay, so we're on chapter six, the calling. But I opened it here. So, are you sitting comfortably? Yes, we are. And this might be a message for the collective then for today. Mm. It is important for you to regularly take time away in order to sit and bathe in in this silence. Some people would call it meditation. Other people will call it contemplation. We simply term it as oneness. It is in this bliss where you will receive your next list of instructions as a light worker, of course. You have free will in every single moment. So it is up to you which path you take, which path you wish to walk down. But the information that we provide to you will lead you there without any stress, any turmoil or any resistance. So when you become clear in your hearts and in your mind, you will begin to align with it and trust the information and make that conscious decision that you are going to walk down this path. And I'm going to carry on. We bid you great tidings and we wish to celebrate every step of your successes with you. You may not realise it in your earthbound carnation, but in the world of spirit, in the world of energy, we are all applauding you, your ancestors, your soul group, your family, your friends in the world of spirit. We are also proud of you, where, where you have arrived and what you are doing, so never feel that you are here on your own. Whilst you're following your purpose, you are continually guided every step of the way. Mm. Fabulous. That was a nice message, wasn't it? Nice, Glenn. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's lovely to read. That's really nice to read, Glenn. And that's quite a nice message for us. After everything that we've been talking about. It's relevant, isn't it? Yeah, very relevant. It's very uplifting as well, isn't it, for people? Yeah. Mm, with all the changes that we've uh, been experiencing over these last few just, weeks, I mean, for me, it just says that we're all where we should. Well, we know that we're all where we should, should be, be at the minute. Yeah, in this moment, and and the path yeah. that we're on is the right one, and and that's being celebrated. Oh, well, that's really good, then, isn't it? Mm. So let's celebrate! Yay! <laughs> so, <laughs> so many songs of so many songs have come into my head tonight. To do what with celebrations or? Well, no. Every time you 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 keep talking about different stuff, and I think, oh, there's a song that. That's a song. Well, uh-huh. you know when you oh, said that's a song when you said the calling. I was I was drawn to sing when I'm calling you. Oh, who was that? Frankie I don't Eyefield, know. Was it? But I wanted to sing that when you said the before you said the calling. I, I'd got that in my head. There. Do you know what I can't get of my uh, the song that I cannot get out of my head at the minute? And I heard a version of it the other day. Too much, too little, too late. Ah, oh, good song. Too much, too little, too late. I'm trying to remember it. Yeah, too much, a, too little, yeah. too late. Da, 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 that's the only bit I know, but I heard a version of it the other day 
Mm-hmm. It was actually on a, on a Netflix show. Uh-huh. Okay. And I thought, oh my God, that sounds amazing. That's a good song. But mm. I can't I can't think of the original artist. I think it's been covered a few times. There was times, two though. people. Um shall I tell you? Yes, please. <laughs> Let's have a quick look. Mm. Any other songs while you're um, Well usually as you're both aware that the um the music, the frequency within a song has energy within it. It has healing potential. And possibly you were given that song for a reason. Either the lyric content the vibration in the words that were used in those lyrics, mm-hmm. or literally the frequencies in the instruments and the music, the music that is being played. Um, that's probably why it's sitting with you. And once you acknowledge mm. that, mm. absorb that song, maybe by listening to it or looking at the lyrics, then that song will no longer be in your conscious mind because it served mm. its purpose. It was Johnny Mathis. Oh, wow. But do you know what? Out of that song, the version that I heard... The bit that I take away was the the velvet tones of the piano in in the cover that I heard. It's just mm. it was whoever was playing it mm. was just they played it so divinely, it was inspired. That's how I feel anyway. Didn't Johnny Mathis do a song called When a Child Is Born? Jesus to a child. Jesus to a child. Was that not George Michael? That was George Michael. Yeah. Yeah. When a child is born. Oh, no, Shall that's we... a different song. That's um... a, a ray of hope. Yeah, that was a Christmas that's... song. That Johnny Mathis. Was it? I don't know. Well. Not sure. Hmm. Not sure. In my at head. All. We were talking about change mm. and rebirth, aren't we? So. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm, it's gone all quiet. We're all thinking the songs, aren't we? Now yeah. I was trying to work out what the song that I was singing there, but I don't know who did that one. I don't know about you two, but not a day goes by where I don't listen to music. You know, I love music, and I have to have uh, music that I feel inspired to for that day. So some days we all get there when when we wake up, and we feel a little bit lethargic. Uh, when I get in the van, I need a, a song to give me that energy mm. boost. So for me. Most of the time, it's it's hard rock music, really fast-paced stuff, and it kind of wakes me up, livens me up, and uh, gives me that boost in the morning rather than having coffee because I don't ah. drink it. So that's music. <laughs> that's music for a boost, isn't it? That's yeah. Ener- yeah. energetic music. What sort of music would you say you listen to that lifts your heart space? Mm, that's interesting. Um, or really raises you to, because some music makes. You, like feel empowered, yeah. Empowering music. I like film soundtrack music. <gasps> Julie, I do. Yeah, I love it. You know, it's it just really, really dramatic, but then it's very smooth and and tender as well, isn't it? Do you it? know which one? One of my favourites is Go like on. a really empowering music. It's the the long extended, extended theme of uh, the Superman theme tune. Wow. But the extended yeah. version from John Williams is Yeah, is I do, I do amazing. like Superman music, actually, yeah. Have you, have you heard the extended version? I'm not sure, but I was a big fan of the, the Superman. Like, it's a totally is, different beginning, and you don't realise what it is. Like a build-up. And then every now and again you hear that little bit of a do-do-do-do-do. Oh, I have in, heard in it, In the yeah. extended beginning. Do you know what? You just jogged my memory. Uh, my Both my parents, as you know, there was both musicians involved in the brass 
band community. Oh. And they actually were friends with the guy, I think his name's James, who, who is no longer with us now, but he actually played um, that passage, you know, on the trumpet there. This, <laughs> that's right, on the Superman. And he did the Indiana Jones and the Star Wars as ah, well. Brilliant. Oh, yes, I like those yeah. as well. They, they um, knew him. Yeah. I absolutely love brass bands. If I'm on, if I'm, if I'm at home yeah. on my own, yeah, I do. It is a bit of a guilty pleasure that I have really? some brass band oh, music. Do surprise me, a dark horse. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that. My favourite film, one of my favourite favourite films, was Brassed Off. Oh, it Brassed is good. Off. I don't think I've seen. That. <gasps> do you know what, Julie? Have it's, you not? No, I've not seen that. It the way because obviously I grew up in that sort of environment with both parents being in a brass band, and then mm. we went into it growing up but that film that. is actually quite accurate you know with the drama the characters within the band the different musicians and the character traits that they possess in that film brassed off it is very uh you know very true to to what i experienced being in the yeah. brass band world yeah there's such a camaraderie i think that's the correct mm. term to use yeah. and and that sort of sense of community where everybody pulls together when someone's having a tough time. People give you a stern talking to if you need it. Yeah. If you're getting too big for your boots, people will tell you. Mm. And so, yeah, that film is very accurate. I yeah. Would say. yeah. Right. Mm. And it's got a young Ewan McGregor in it, Julie. Oh, is well. it? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Oh, brilliant film. Brilliant film. Brass but, yeah, brass, brass bands love that. Good wow. sound. Love that. And, and orchestral music. Yes. Oh, I love mm. it. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I do like, I think, is it called The Armed Man? Oh, uh, Carl Jenkins. Yes. That is a fantastic masterpiece. Mm. That is my favourite one. Yeah. Now, for me, what I find that completely lifts me um, to do spiritual work is an artist called Krishna Das, which is like an Indian influence music. Is it like mantras? Yes, very traditional. And he's got a very sort of low voice like that. Absolutely resonates with me. And then he'll say a passage and then he'll have, to me, I would describe it as a harem of ladies singing, repeating what he's saying. So it's like a question and answer. And then they've got the traditional Indian drums there with also with a harmonium. And it's got such a high vibration to it. Um, It changes... The frequency in any environment, so you could play it on a small speaker, and you just notice how the room feels bigger, feels lighter. Um, you, you know, for spiritual activity and and working with spirit, it's it's definitely a go to piece mm-hmm. of music for me. Anything by Krishna does does that. I don't think I've heard of him. him? Yes, I yeah, Krishna does. Yeah, it's really. He's got such a, like a really low voice like that, but the resonance in it, it just sends shivers down your spine. Yeah, definitely recommend that. I think Glenn played you the mantra um, a few months back, I think, but um, that's just my memory, (laughs) remembering random things. Yes, I think you did actually uh, Mm. show us some Glenn. Yeah. It's oh. one we used to, um, when I was in the, a trance mediumship group, obviously with doing that line of work, you have to prepare the room and the environment. And so um, it was at um, one of the group leaders' house. She'd uh, made a room purposely just for the purpose of trance mediumship. So she'd blacked out all the windows. 
she had prepared all the room. There's hardly any furniture in, just the circle of chairs and um, blackout blinds on the door as well. And what she'd do throughout the course of the day prior to us going there in the evening is she would play music continually in the day, even if she had to nip out the house in that room to build those energies up ready for the uh, the trance mediumship session in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I believe from what she was saying, that was one of the things that she used to have on loop. Mm. And it did. You'd walk in the room and, wow, it was like, it was as if it, as if it was sunny indoors. You know, that, that vibration you get from the sun and that happiness you feel from yeah. the sun. It was like that walking in this darkened room because of that music. So music definitely very plays powerful, isn't it? Yeah. vital role, yeah. And do you know what? Nowadays, I don't know about you two, but it, it seems to be that music is kind of taken for granted, you know, because it's more accessible. When I was growing up, you had to, like, travel to, like, the city to get specific styles of music. You mm. couldn't just sort of say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to download that. You had to physically travel there, and it was like... Um, like an adventure. Yeah. An adventure to HMV. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? That a level of excitement build up, built up as you went to purchase that and coming back on the public transport. Yeah. See, that's it sort of going, isn't it? Yeah, now, with people yeah. just downloading yeah. stuff, it, mm. it doesn't have the same impact either. Coming, coming back on the bus with your new tapes. Yeah. Oh, and um, take, taking the pull out of the tape so you can read all the lyrics to the... Because exactly. they all used to come with all the lyrics, all lyrics didn't in they? They did. Yeah. And I believe tapes are making a comeback, aren't they? I've, I don't I've know. Them, um, there's a lot of mm-hmm. bands now that are starting to release their new albums on cassette tapes. Yeah. And vinyls are all back but, in as well, yeah. aren't they? But young people aren't going to know how to use tapes properly because they're not going to know that you need a pen with a tape. <laughs> I know, yeah, to roll it, yeah. roll it round if it comes loose. They don't know yeah. that sort of thing. They're going to be lost. That yeah. was a labour of love, wasn't <laughs> it, doing that job and then getting the sellotape out if, if the tape to is record, split. Yeah. Or, or cover it or getting the some sellotape out to uh, to cover the holes so you could record over it. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember doing that, yeah. So you could record radio uh, uh, the top ten. Yeah, and then you stop it after every song to cut the talking out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to be hanging by the radio, wouldn't you? I think we're showing our age to our listeners, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> we're revealing these secrets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. What was your first tape? What was your first tape, oh, Julie? Gosh. I think it was a, a tape called Klaus Wunderlich, and he was an um, electronic organist from Germany. And I saw him live and uh, I used to play the tape over and over again because I wanted to be an organist. And obviously that's what I studied to do as well. Mm. And I actually met him in person and had his autograph and everything. Wow. I, was, I was really thrilled, yeah. So that's incredible. He built his own electric and, uh, electronic organ with three or four manuals, so it was all really custom-made. It was amazing. Yeah. So that was my first tape that I can recall. I think mine was, um, I forget his surname, but his first name was Dave. <laughs> and I think the tape was called Caledonia. And he was a, a teddy boy, like a rockabilly, like teddy boy. And the songs were very sort of like Shaking Stevens, but with a rockabilly edge. And I remember that was the first tape I ever had. And I got that. I got it for Christmas with a ghetto blaster, as they used to call them back then. Yeah. And I used to play that mm. song. 
to over death. Over and over. Because it was the only <laughs> tape I had. And so, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, wow. Do you know what? I think I've still got that somewhere upstairs. I've still got it. I've still got my tapes as yeah. well. I can't believe you had a ghetto blaster. I had one of those flat recorders. Do you know the ones flat where... flat recorder? Do you know the ones that were oh, like flat? Yeah, yeah. And then you pressed pressed eject and the, and it came oh, up. Oh, yes. That's yeah. it. I've got yeah. one of those still, I think, upstairs. Yeah. I had one of those. So what was your first cassette tape then, Phil? So I, the first one I can... The first one that I think I had bought for me... Mm-hmm. If I remember rightly, I know that I always used to hang on to like my mum's ABBA tapes and yes, stuff like that. Yeah. But I very vaguely remember the first tape was the had was the the Top Gun anthem. Oh yeah, wow. yeah, the, it was a good that, soundtrack that as well. Soundtrack, yeah, big tunes on that. Yeah, I wonder what year was that? That'd be about was it eighty five? I believe mm. eighty four, eighty five. Yeah. So again, you're showing your age. Well, I would have been <laughs> a, 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 eight then. In wow. eight, 84, 85, I would have been yeah. eight, 8. Was that the Take My Breath Away? Is that That's on the there? one? Yeah. Take my breath away. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. <laughs> I don't rem- remember those lyrics being in there. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. <laughs> but can you remember the, do you know the actual theme tune to Or it? Top Gun. Yes. With that really dramatic beginning. Mm. Oh, you played it as the other week because we did off air. We did a guest the theme tune, didn't we? And you was playing loads, and I did. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was one of them. And you, me and Julie, we didn't looked know what it was. Yeah. We was like, no. <laughs> oh, we're playing that again tonight. <laughs> I've got a feeling very shortly we're going to be hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's fine. It was a good, good thing. I think I always always had some of my dad's records as well. So my dad was always listening, like listening to the uh, Beach Boys and things like that. Ooh, good choice. Um, but Mike Oldfield. Oh yeah, Mike Oldfield. I yeah. loved all Stick that as well. Um, that well, was one of my first CDs. Um, yeah. I think it was um, Crisis. Mike Oldfield. Don Williams. Grew up listening oh, to Don Williams. Awesome. Um, Neil Diamond as well. Oh, legend. But I'll tell you what, I love Neil Diamond music. Yeah. Always have. He sung from the heart, didn't he? Yeah. He really did mean it when he was performing. He supported the Carpenters. Did he really? I think. He's not very well now, is he? I haven't seen him oh, for a few weeks, you know, I don't know. Oh, that, got, is it Neil Stark, actually. Is it Parkinson's? Yeah. It might be Parkinson's. That is, oh, really? I, think. I don't know now. I'm not sure. I don't know. What were we even talking about before I don't we started know. talking about? Well, we've so, gone. I've got, I've got another question. If, go okay. on then. Yeah. Still music. What's your go-to music, Julie? Oh. For if you're feeling emotional and you want a good cry, what song would you listen to? What song? Adagio for strings that was on uh, Platoon. Beautiful piece. I actually can't think of anything now that I would listen to if I wanted a good cry. But there's a lot of music that does that. There is. I'll tell you one for me, and it's. It's going to sound so ridiculous and I'm going to 
look a right plonker by saying it. You plonker. <laughs> yeah, but um, if anybody remembers um, a film called School of Rock, I'm going back a few oh, years. Oh, yeah. I, yes, I have yeah. seen that. I don't recall much of the music. Well, it, it was, for me, it was even now, you know, I could watch it. And I think this is a bit of my dad coming through me because he was the same with music. Something mm. had to touch his soul. Um, for me, I'm the same. And on the end of watching that film, obviously it, it comes to a big crescendo, doesn't it, where all the pieces come together, everything mm. works out just right for this school of rock band. And it's absolutely incredible. You know, the performances are brilliant and you can see that these kids are putting all the heart and soul in it. And all of that, I tell you what, that, that makes my eyes weep. Oh, and mm. I would I didn't intend to do that. It was just all that emotion in that moment, that yeah. build up. Wow, it takes the wind out of my sails. Even now, I could put it on; I'll be just exactly the same. There's something mm. about it. Yeah. So Good. for me, music has to. It's it captures me by surprise to get me in that sort of state, and it did mm. when, when I experienced that. What about you, Phil? What's your? Uh... I was just thinking about how you were talking about the film there, and I thought. Mm. Actually, yes. I think because you have that visual experience as well, mm. I think yeah. that brings out emotion, doesn't it? Does, it a lot. Yeah. Mm. And Emotive. with the music as well. So I was thinking, do you know what, what the film that came to me was Beaches? Oh, oh, that, oh yes, yeah. a bet medley. Mm. Yeah. And that is one film that I will blot yeah. at every time, yeah. blot. Is that even a word anymore? Well, it is now. <laughs> Bl- uh, ball, ball, oh, ball, ball at it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we've digressed um, into music and films, but um, it's the very last song yeah. though on there that's the, the 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 slow version of "Glory of Love." Right. That is just amazing. I think. Mm. Mm, do you know what? I've enjoyed this episode. It's been nice to ramble on, isn't yeah. it? To have that catch up. Uh, and just uh, like you originally intended with the podcast, Phil, you just have this conversation and see where it goes. And I think we've uh, covered most subjects in, the, in this episode, haven't we? We have indeed, yeah. We've caught up where we're all going and what we're doing and uh, where we're supposed to be yeah. energetically and, and also things that touches emotionally with music and film. Yeah. Hmm. Fabulous. Really A nice round it. off there, Julie. Thank you for the Did summary. Did you like that summary? Uh, the summary. I'm quite good at that. <laughs> in, in conclusion. <laughs> I'm glad you're paying attention. Uh, I don't in, say a lot, but hopefully it counts. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, thank you both. Really enjoyed recording that one. And it's it's just nice. It is nice for us to just get together sometimes. It's been a while, hasn't it, so, since we've actually had a yeah. good chinwag. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Um and we'll be back with other guests uh, very soon. We it's will. been a pleasure. Well, we've got some uh, other outdoor pursuits to uh, consider, haven't we, for future episodes? We're yes. We're still putting, yeah. dotting the I's and crossing the T's with those, but um, there should be visual and audio content for those. So, um, yeah, some exciting times ahead, I feel. Mm. Just... Uh, Synchronizing diaries, isn't it? At the moment, that's yeah. what we're having issues with. Yes, we've, we've got still, different things need a, going on. Well, we? we still need a date for Glastonbury, don't we? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what came in my mind when I was saying that. Okay, 
Brilliant. Lovely. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Phil. Thank Namaste, you, everybody. Namaste. See you next time. Namaste. Bye for now. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page.